Good evening. Um, If you would be turning with me to Luke chapter 20 and verse 46. And while we're turning there, if you're a visitor, we're glad to have you here tonight. And for everyone that made it out tonight, we're uh, glad that you're here. But if you're a visitor, please hang around, give us a chance to uh, get to know you and and talk with you more. We're glad to have you here. So... uh, I've been reading through the book of Luke and got to these uh, verses, and uh, I've been kind of fixating on what I was going to talk about for the um, invitation, and as usual, my mind was totally blank, uh, which I'm finding happens the older and older I get, just a blank sheet of paper. And so I came across these, and they kind of struck me, and I uh, I had some thoughts about them. So let's take a look at this. So Luke chapter 20 and verse 46 and 47. Beware of the scribes who like to walk about in long robes and love to be saluted with honor in places where people congregate and love the front and best seats in the synagogues and places of distinction at feasts who make a way with with devouring the houses and to cover it up with pretense make long prayers. Cover devour widows' houses and to cover up with pretense make long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation, the heavier sentence, the severe punishment. So I see two people in these scriptures. I see the scribe and I see the widow. So I'd like to put ourselves in both these positions because in some instances maybe we've been in both these uh, situations. So let's put ourselves in the position of being the uh, scribe. So it's times we're often the scribe, especially maybe for a male person. Person and we're able to do participate in public uh, public worship. Um, so let's look at the fact that you know sometimes we feel that as someone in the church that if we can express ourselves in extremely flowery language or extremely poetic language that that just exudes you know Christianity. If I can use a lot of these and thous, then I'm then I've got it. You know I'm a Christian. I got it. Uh, you know, and I feel that sometimes that if we dress in our top-notch clothes, you know, if we come with our, as we might call our Sunday best, then we got it. You know, we're all good on the outside. And sometimes I wonder, you know, are we really paying attention to that inside aspect of it? You know, we can have our long prayers, we can have our long talks, we can have all the verses that we can show the knowledge of, but... You know, and that makes us feel maybe important. Maybe we look great. Maybe we have been that scribe before. And you know what? I probably have been often. And don't get me wrong. I like nice clothes. Everybody can come and look at my closet. I like nice clothes. And I like to have nice things. It's okay to look nice. But the whole point is, is it's to show honor for God. It's not to show honor or to be seen of men or for others to draw attention to you. It's to show honor to God and to show how you want to worship, but it's not for the attention of others as the scribes did. So all that we do in our speech, in our dress, in our conduct, in our service should be from the heart, not for the honor of others or not for the praise of others or to be seen by others. Our positions are to bring glory to God, not to ourselves. So if you would, let's also look at Matthew chapter 23 and verse 5. (laughs) 
They do all their works to be seen of men, for they make wide their phylacteries, which are small cases enclosing certain scripture passages worn during prayer on the left arm and forehead, and make their long their fringes. And that was worn by the male Israelites according to the command. And then also verse 6 and 7. And they take pleasure in this and love the place of honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogue and to be greeted with honor in the marketplace and to have people call them rabbi. So we're looking at priests here who love to wear their long garments, who love to have the long scriptures, who love to have long fringe, who love the places of honor. And their heart is all in the wrong place when it comes to service and and in in leadership. So our focus is on God and not what others think of it. Our service is on helping others. And some of the best service that we can do is the unseen service. You know, a lot of times that's, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes from people that we don't know about. But if we feel that our service needs to be seen or needs to be known or needs to be seen of men, then we have the absolute wrong motives for doing that. Service should be done to give back to the Lord, to help serve the Lord, not for others to be seen or considered a place of honor or things along those lines. When we make speeches or when we talk or when we or happen to be in the pulpit, it should be from the heart, not from the beauty or the eloquence of you know all we can say, but just so we can speak from the heart to deliver a message. And it may be a short message, it may be a long message, but our service should be for the love of God and not the honor that can come with it. So my point is, is all that we do, all the service that we do, all the action that we do should be from the heart. If we're doing if we're dressing for others, if we're speaking so we can receive praise and compliments, you can still compliment me tonight, it's fine. But if we're talking for compliments, if we're talking for um, floweriness, if we're talking for poeticness, if we're talking to show all that we know, that's the whole missing the point. We should be speaking and honoring God in all we do. We should always be honoring and respecting him and bringing him our first fruits. And that means showing respect in our dress and our language, but that's for God, not for to be seen of men. So let's put ourselves in another position. Let's put ourselves in the widow's position. Let's say we're the widow or the listener. Uh, you know, do we ever focus as someone in the audience on things that don't matter too much? Have we ever focused on someone's dress or someone's clothing that's in the pulpit or that's speaking or in worship more than we, it really even matters to us? Um, have we ever been swayed by someone's message only because they're such a good public speaker? You know, false prophets come and they say things in the most eloquent ways. And so... You know, we have to be very careful not to be swayed by somebody that looks the part, that, you know, seems to be very eloquent, that seems to say all the right things, that seems to be the most handsome or look the same way, um, or that's dressed in a certain, you know, always has the best outfits on. 
As we know, Jesus was not well-dressed, and although his language was perfect, it was sometimes just very to the point. The parables were not long. Um, They were not necessarily what I would call long poetic language. They were not flowery. They were always to the point. They were always perfect. But we know that he was even rejected because he didn't have the persona that we thought someone was going to have. And I hate to break it to people, but Jesus didn't always, didn't wear a tie. So, you know, sometimes I think that we impose ourselves on things that just don't, our views on things that just don't matter when we should be looking at the message that's coming. So as a listener, we must always listen with the heart, inspect the message, and not necessarily always the messenger. I think that when we look at so many um, you know, charismatic preachers that we see or, uh, you know, preachers we see on TV, they all have some things in common. They're all very well dressed. They're always very, you know, nice looking. They're always very good speakers. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things, but we can't allow ourselves to be swayed just because of those things. We can't be swayed by false messages or enticed just because of the look or the talk or the way of the speech pattern of somebody. So as a listener, we have to listen for the message. We have to examine the message no matter who sometimes the messenger is. And so what I want to sum up and say for everybody is that everything that we do, if we're doing it with the correct heart, if we're doing it with the correct love of God, then we'll all work well together in that aspect. You know, whether we're the speaker, we speak from our heart, we should speak from the word, whether we are the listener and listen with our heart and listen to examine the scriptures and follow thoroughly through them and, you know, examine that what we're hearing is correct. So we should always be listening with a true heart. We should always be speaking with a true heart. And we should always be serving with a heart. So we can see that all those things are things that were missing from the scribes and the Pharisees. They were like, you know, whitewashed tombs, you know, uh, white on the outside, dead on the inside. And so we have to make sure very much that our motives are always correct in the things that we do and the way we present ourselves and the messages that we hear and you know, as we deal with one another, make sure if our hearts are pure and we're examining it to hear just the word of the Lord, then we can do away with uh, issues like that. These are just some things I had on my mind. You may not agree with me and that's fine, but I just kind of wanted to present uh, these tonight. What it really comes down to is the heart, you know, and I think if we all have the correct heart and the love of God, that we will always be presented and always listen in a manner that is well-pleasing with him. So tonight isn't necessarily what I would call an invitation to be baptized, but we do have offer this opportunity that we have a baptistry here, so if you're not a Christian, you have the ability to now come forward and be baptized for the remission of your sins as we stand and as we sing the invitation song.